as we continue our time and go to a time of just thanking the Lord for all that he's done. I want to share uh, some passages of scripture that will help us uh, be prepared for that. What an honor that we have and a privilege that we have to express uh, tremendous gratitude and thanks uh, to our amazing God. Uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 105, verses 1 through 6, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. When Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica, he says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. One of the challenges that we have with expressing gratitude and thankfulness in life is uh, during those tough times. And yet, uh, Paul reminds us that it is the will of God in Christ uh, to praise or to thank the Lord. And, and really and truly, uh, we need Christ in us uh, to allow us an opportunity to, gratif- to show gratitude to the Lord, uh, to know that it is his will for us. And so I want to encourage you, as the scripture has encouraged me, to, to be grateful, to be thankful, even in the midst of difficulties in life, not only our own difficulties, but as we uh, walk with those who are walking in difficulty as well, the, the healing power of gratitude and thankfulness uh, to the Lord, to do so in all circumstances. It reminds me of the time when uh, David was being persecuted uh, by Saul in the scripture, and, and David writes this in Psalm 28, verse 7. He says, the Lord is my strength and my shield, and him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. So even times of great trial, Because of Christ in us, we can show tremendous gratitude and thankfulness for him. To be reminded of God's loving faithfulness towards us. David writes again in Psalm 107, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love, his unconditional promise to you, his covenant that he has made with you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the very fact that he will never abandon us, the very fact that he will never forsake us. And with all our hearts, with tremendous thankfulness, we can show gratitude to him. David writes in Psalm chapter nine, verses one through two, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of his wondrous deeds, meaning I will bring those things to mind. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So now at this time, we want to have just a personal time of just spending a time with the Lord to express thankfulness to him. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. Be specific in that place of gratitude. Be specific in that place of thankfulness. Um, Maybe you're not where you want to be, but praise God, you're not who you used to be. And just praise, just say thank you, Lord, for your work in my life. Thank you for your, your steadfast intervention in my life. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you that when all else fails, Lord, I know you're with me. And so as we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper today, to take those elements of the bread and the cup,
Will you at this time show thankfulness to the Lord? Again, you can do so by sitting where you're at. You can stand. You can come to the altar. But at this time, let us just show tremendous thankfulness to the Lord. And after a brief uh, period of time, our students will lead us in our next song. Lord, as we come to you in prayer and just thanking you for all that you've done, Lord. Lord, I pray that you remind us that our gratitude and thankfulness to the work of your grace starts with you. Lord, we thank you for the great salvation that we have in Christ. We thank you that your presence is with us. Lord, that you pursue us. Lord, that you love us. Lord, that you desire only the best for us. Lord, I pray that as we see the correlation between gratitude, thankfulness, and praise, Lord, it's the hearts of those who are thankful for your incredible, miraculous work of grace in our life that it gives us great opportunity and great capacity to worship you through praise. And so, Lord, I pray that you continue to work in our hearts and our minds this morning as you prepare a heart uh, for the elements of the Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as we enter a time of praise this morning, we want to not only thank God for what he's done, but we want to praise God for who he is. Uh, David writes in Psalm uh, chapter 8, verse 1, he says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When David talks about the name, he's talking about the very character of God, who he is. And I love the fact that uh, David uses two different words to express uh, the Lord. Uh, he uses the word Yahweh and he uses the word Adonai, Yahweh, the great I am, Adonai, the one who is master and ruler over all. And he says that his name is majestic, great, awesome, wonderful. It leaves us in awe. And just picture the scenario here. David is out tending his sheep. The sun has gone down. The dark sky has been lit up with stars. And there's no one around except for the majesty of God. As he looks to creation, he looks at God's mighty hand. And it leads him in awe. And I ask you, when's the last time you've been in awe of God? Listen, God's greatness and majesty is amazing. And that is great news for us. The very God of this world, the creator of all things, the creator of you, the, the one who controls all things, master of all things, this, this God is faithful. This God is unchanging. And that's great news for you and I today. Because for some of us, we've walked into this place this morning, weighed down by the guilt of our past, weighed down by the consequences of our sin, and yet God is faithful. God is just. God is a God of forgiveness. He is the God of our salvation. The psalmist writes in Psalm 96, he says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. This new song is a new song of deliverance. Because the Ark of the Covenant, the very presence of God, is going back to where it belongs. It's going back to Jerusalem. It represents God's faithfulness, His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness. The fact that in Him we have victory over sin 
It acknowledges all that God has done and is doing. And this new song, this song of joy and praise is for the entire world to know. He goes on to say in verse 2, sing to the Lord. Bless what? Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. So every day, you and I have an opportunity to praise the Lord for our great salvation through praise and worship of Him. Our desire is that every nation, tribe, and tongue will know that He is Lord. Praise Him because He is great, He is merciful, He is gracious and loving and kind. He deserves to be worshipped among every people in the world. And even in our days and seasons of great difficulty, guess what? We can praise Him because of who He is. He doesn't change. During a time of great trial, David writes this in Psalm uh, Psalm 34. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And what a privilege today on this Lord's day as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. We can praise the Lord together. Why? Because of his great name. He is master and ruler, creator, the self-existing one, the mighty one, the God of truth. He is healer, the God of Israel, the faithful father, God most high, the God who is all glorious, the one who is living, the one who is the God of my life and your life. He is a jealous God. He is the one who envisions all wrong, but yet he's the one who shows tremendous forgiveness. He's the one that sees. He's the one that gives us exceeding joy. He's the one who is king, He's the one who gives us righteousness and strength, for he is holy. God is our refuge, our helper. He is the one that judges the earth. He is our rock, the mighty one in battle. He is our redeemer. He is with you. He is our provider, our protector, our fortress, the one who sanctifies, the one who delivers, the one who is our stronghold, our banner, our savior, our light, our peace. He is our great shepherd. There is no greater name than the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it's based on this name, the very character of God. We can agree with Solomon in the Proverbs when he writes in Proverbs 18, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. So will you join with me in our time of just personal time with the Lord? to praise God for who he is, to praise him that he is the Lord of life, that he is our redeemer, our protector, our provider, that there is no greater place to be than being in the very presence of God. Why? Because in his glory, in his righteousness, we have peace with God and we can have peace with others Will you praise him this morning? So as we spend time with the Lord, personal time with the Lord, praise him. Stand and shout. Praise him out loud. Praise him silently in your heart. Praise him at the altar. Praise him where you're sitting. But as we spend time with the Lord just praising him, just be reminded of 
how great and awesome he is, that he is our Lord. And after a brief period of time, our students will lead us in our next time of worship. Let us spend time with the Lord. So in awe of who you are, Lord, the very fact that you are forever faithful, never changing. Lord, you are always the one constant that we have in our life. Lord, we thank you and praise you that you are committed to your holy and great name. Lord, let us be reminded this morning as you have spoken through the prophet Ezekiel that the heart, the new heart that you give us, the new life that you give us, the new desires that you give us, the, name, the new will that you give us is not primarily for our sake, but it is for the sake of your holy name. And because you are committed to your holy name, Lord, we reap the eternal benefits and blessing of being new creatures in Christ. So, Lord, we praise you this morning. Lord, let our lives be one constant act of worship towards you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we continue our time in preparation for the Lord's Supper this morning, we do want to take a, an opportunity to uh, have a time of confession. Time of confession. You know, our, lo- our hearts drift easily. If you recognize that or not, I'm telling you, according to Scripture, our hearts drift easily. Uh, when the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah, uh, talking about the sins of his people, he He says this in Jeremiah 2, verse 13. He says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. God says two things have been done against me. And that's that's the point. It's been committed against him. The first is you have turned away from the one true God. You have turned away from the very one, the only one that can give you living water, meaning purpose, life, meaning, approval, satisfaction. And then the second thing you've done is not only have you turned away from me, you have turned to the things that you think you can do on your own to provide that approval, meaning, love, satisfaction, and life. You've dug out cisterns for yourself. Cisterns that do not hold any water. And now the question is, why don't they hold water? Do they not hold water because they can't handle the weight of all the water that's in them? No. They don't hold water because they were broken in the first place. That's the whole point that the prophet Jeremiah is getting at as the Lord speaks to him. Is that we have dug out under our own power, our own will broken cisterns, thinking that those would be the very things that would satisfy and give us comfort and peace and joy, and they never satisfy. For some, that broken cistern is found in a relationship. For others, it's found in a career. For others, it's found in an identity that's outside of Christ, maybe a hobby, maybe what's getting your affections. But the reality is those cisterns that we dig will never satisfy because from day one, they're already broken. And because we're turning away from the Lord, the one who gives living water, and turning to our own means, 
Instead of living lives of great nourishment and growth and bounty, we find ourselves living lives, even as followers of Christ, dry and void of the very joy of our salvation. Why? Because we're out of the will of God. One of the examples that we see in Scripture, one of many, is that of David. You know, King David really had everything, if you will, and yet he decided to uh, abandon the living water that he had in the Lord and, and begin digging his own cisterns, broken cisterns that do not hold any water. And over a series of events, as his heart began to be led astray, his heart went to deception and manipulation and adultery and, and murder. And for about a year, he, he held on to those things. And the scripture says that his, his bones were aching because of he, he was under the weight of trying to find satisfaction with his own means. And yet God in his amazing grace pursued him, intervened in his life, raised up a man by the name of Nathan to speak truth to him. And by God's gracious hand on him, David began to confess and repent and turn back to the Lord. And we, we see this in Psalm 32, the scriptures. This is David's heart. His, the joy that had been lost is now being regained. And the scripture says in Psalm 32, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, the very fact that he no longer has to hide anymore. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. He says, for when I kept silent those, that year before, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. You see, David was trying to hold on to those broken cisterns while the living water was flowing next to him. And every time he decided to hold on to that broken cistern, it drove him deeper and deeper and deeper into despair. He says in verse 4, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So this morning, as we have spoken to the Lord and prayed to the Lord with tremendous thanks and gratitude, maybe through that time, through the Holy Spirit, through the songs that we've sung, the scripture that has been read, that there is a sensitivity to maybe a place in your life, in your heart, where you're outside of the will of God. And so before we enter into a, a precious time of celebrating the Lord's Supper together, as you prepare your heart to enter into that time, to get to the table, maybe the Lord is reminding you of those places that need to be confessed and repented of and renewed trust in the gospel. Listen, God is gracious. He is a God who invites day after day, time after time, to the wayward heart, come to me. Come to me. And maybe you're here this morning and you're thirsty or you're broken. Come to him. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you have all the resources that anybody could ever have. And yet, because you have Abandon the Lord and turn to your broken cisterns that no matter how much resources you throw at it, it will never satisfy. And you're here this morning and, and your life is void of the very life that God desires for you. 
Will you heed the invitation to come to him? The great invitation that the prophet Isaiah speaks of in Isaiah 55, he says, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and you labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. And so as we enter this personal time of confession, what is it that the Lord has brought to you? Will you take your brokenness and your place of thirst and give it to him so that he can fill you up? Will you take those places of uh, selfish reliance, self-reliance on ourself that never satisfy and turn it to him. Will you come, buy, eat, and delight yourself in the richness of God? So as you spend time with the Lord this morning confessing whatever it is that you need to confess, do so with a humble heart, do so with a thankful heart, do so with a heart that is full of praise towards him, And after a brief period of time, our students will lead us in our next song of worship. Let us spend time with the Lord. Amen, Lord. During this time of confession, we thank you that through your spirit and only through your spirit and the work of Christ in us, can we truly have Christ magnified in us. Lord, one of the challenges of confession is to think about the sins of those around us and and desiring for them to confess and repent and to renewed trust in the gospel. But at the end of the day, you're after our hearts as well. And so, Lord, I pray that we have taken that opportunity that you have given to us to not only confess our sins and repent of our sin and renew that trust in the gospel this morning, but, Lord, we would be reminded of the beauty and the grace that you give us to do that every single day. To know that in Christ we have freedom. To know that in Christ we are no longer held to the bondage of our past. But Lord, when we're not fellowshipping with you, the very things that you have freed us from and freed us for, Lord, we can forfeit those things because again, we're digging broken cisterns on our own behalf. So Lord, thank you again for this opportunity to confess our sin. Thank you for this opportunity to Truly be prepared to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And so if you happen to walk in this morning and you did not pick up one of these uh, pre-packaged Lord's Supper elements, uh, I would encourage you to, there's several tables in our sanctuary. They're uh, up front and also in the back. I would encourage you to go ahead and get those uh, because we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Again, I want to remind you that you do not need to be a member of Charleston Baptist Church to celebrate the Lord's Supper this morning, but you do need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And so if you're already a follower of Christ, praise God for that. We'll celebrate together. If through this time of worship that you have truly confessed and repented of your sin and you've truly asked the Lord to come into your life, to transform your life from the inside out, Listen, celebrate with us this morning. Again, you don't need to be a member of Charleston Baptist Church, but you do need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here. We're we're here to celebrate all that Christ has already done. The very fact that he entered into our darkness. John chapter 1 tells us that. 
that he came to his very own, those who rejected him. But the, to those who had received him, he called children of God. Isn't it great to be a child of God today? And so we celebrate the finished work of Christ, not just in the way that he lived his life, not in just the way that he sacrificed his life on the cross for your sin and my sin, but not just the very fact that he rose from the grave on the third day, not just for the fact that he ascended into heaven and where he is right now at the right hand of the Father, but praise be to God. Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, the only one that gives abundant life and eternal life is coming again. And so we celebrate that as well this morning. And we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, our scripture for this morning, uh, as far as the Lord's Supper goes. The scripture says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. He says, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So that's what we've done. We've remembered. We've given thanks. We've celebrated. We've given praise. We've examined We've allowed the Lord to examine our hearts and we've confessed our sins to him. And so now, I believe we're prepared to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And so if you've never used these before, I'll just give a little bit of instruction. Just push down on all the tab there. That should release a clear tab. Once you get that clear tab up, go ahead and pull it up. That'll give you uh, access to the bread. Uh, the bread represents the, de the death of Jesus Christ for his people. And so in Christ, let us never forget that Christ has died for us, that our sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven in him. Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So at this time, let us take the bread together. Once you take the bread, you can pull up the rest of the tab. That'll give you access to the juice. Jesus' blood reminds us of the new covenant that we have in Christ, the very fact that we are not uh, made right with God, nor do we remain right, made right with God because of our works, but because of the covenant of his blood, covenant of grace, uh, that everything that had needed to be done for justification, sanctification, and glorification has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So as we take the cup together, let us be reminded of the scripture. In the same way also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So at this time, let us take the cup together. Up until this point, we have spent personal time with the Lord and praise God for that, but we do want to take an opportunity to, to gather together. Again, this is the Lord's Supper for the Lord's people. And so now what we want to do just for a period of time is just spend time in small groups. So gather around uh, people that are around you, uh, pray together, thank God together, praise the Lord together. And after a brief period of time, our worship team will lead us in our final song this morning. But at this time, just spend time together with small groups around you, just praising the Lord, thanking the Lord, and just being reminded of the unity that we have because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ.
Uh, but before we go, as we go, uh, let us pray and just thank the Lord again today. Lord, we are so thankful for this morning. Thank you again for allowing uh, our students to lead us this morning. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity uh, to worship you. Thank you for the opportunity to praise you, to show uh, gratitude. Uh, Lord, to confess our sin. Lord, to be reminded of the beauty of the gospel and the power that we have in Christ. And thank you for the unity that we have as the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for being here.